Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are going to talk about the power of the subconscious mind. And I honestly am going to be very real with you as I always am. I'm actually nervous about this episode because there's so much that I want to share and I want to make sure I can put it into as much layman's terms that I can explain and understand. And hopefully this will land with you. So I recently, where's this coming from? I recently finished my NLP certification and it was at the practitioner level. It took about six months. I did it through Transcend Academy and I will tag them here as well. And I did this, this was a hunch. I'm just going to say it. It was a hunch is what I decided to do. And the more I'm learning about human design, which is another whole podcast episode, the more I'm learning about human design, I'm understanding I'm a generator. And I like, I go completely on my gut when it comes to a decision. And if I can't make the decision, then there, that is the decision. That's how I tend to operate. And I've done this with my business multiple times over. And so I'm learning, learning, learning to trust my gut. Last year, I actually heard a podcast episode with Rachel Joy on Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy, Earn Your Happy podcast, probably last August. And then I loved how she explained and started to understand what the, what NLP was. And I actually was in this, I'm going to be completely again, real. I was in this mindset that, you know, you hear NLP spoken a lot when it comes to sales, you know, in sales training, they use NLP training and that's what I thought it was. So as I started to listen to this podcast episode, like literally almost a year ago, Then I joined Fast Foundations with Chris and Lori Harder, and you are assigned a coach in that program. And as I did, of course, Rachel was my coach, which is like, you have to understand there's a hundred people in the program and it's so random. So of course it's not random, but it's random who your coach is. And so I had the, I was had the pleasure, the, the benefit of working with Rachel for five sessions over the course of those six months. And as I started to work with her, I was like, oh, I definitely know I want to learn more here. So I decided to jump into Transcend Academy NLP training and my certification because my gut told me to, and I decided to do it for myself. It was something that I just felt was for me. And of course, as I went through the whole training, now I realize how powerful it is for my clients, but it, I had to go first, which is literally, you hear me say it a hundred times over in this podcast, you have to go first in your life. You cannot wait for someone else to come in and do it. You have to learn how to follow your gut and trust. So that's what I did. So I want to share a little bit with you about my recent certification, what I've learned 
and see how this can reflect in your own life as far as what you are doing to create change. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and it is it is such an incredibly eye-opening experience. And I, as I went through it, I realized I could relate back to when I first started to create change when we were living in the middle of chaos. And I will come back to this a little bit, but it, this is where I really started to adopt some of this learning, but didn't realize that it was called NLP training. So through this process, I became certified in six different modalities, including clinical hypnosis, EFT tapping, time techniques, life and success coaching, as well as others. NLP works so well because your subconscious mind literally creates your reality. This is the thing. Nothing has any meaning except the meaning that we attach or give it. You hear me say this all the time. Your story only has the meaning that you give it right? You can look at all of the past things that you have come through and think I've failed a hundred times over, or you can look at it that I have learned and I've taken lessons and I've decided where to go from there. As I listened to another coach talk on a podcast today, she was talking in the sense that, you know, her very first coaching program that she joined was an absolute bust. It was nothing that she learned. She didn't enjoy it. But then she also had to look at it and go, wait, this is actually showing me what I do want in my program, what I don't want in my programming. And she attributes a lot of her success now to this very first coaching program that she took that did not meet up to her expectations. So the story only has the meaning that you give it and, and whatever meaning we give it is what we attach to it. And whatever we attach to it is literally the meaning that it gives us in our life. And so that change in meaning comes from us. We have to create a change or a shift in what that meaning is. So I want to talk to you a little bit about first, I'm going to give you some background so that I can make some sense for you. Hopefully is communication between two people, right? We hear words and you hear yourself sometimes where you might hear someone's words and get defensive or frustrated and you don't know why. Or sometimes somebody says something that's actually quite hurtful and it bounces off. It all depends on what state I am in, in taking that information. So it's not always what the person is saying. Words, and as far as communication goes, words only make up 7% of our communication. That's it. And physiology makes up 55% and tonality is how we say what we say makes up 38%. So sometimes we spend a lot of time thinking about our words when actually the way we communicate them, the tonality that we use and the physiology of how we show up and speak those words is really, really important where the words are only 7%. So we can never control how someone receives our message. It is up to them how they receive it. Just like it is up to me how I choose to receive a message that comes to me. It's up to me. It's not up to that person. It's how I perceive it and what I take of it. So this is, becomes really, really powerful when we are looking at our communication and how we speak with others and how we converse with others. So what I want to talk about is when I'm diving, I'm going to dive into and explain a little bit more of NLP here, but the first thing, the very first lesson that came up, the very first model was that we spoke about was that causes greater than effect. So simple, big C greater than E learning how to move from living in effect to living at cause is literally where all of my transformation began. 
all of it. It began in that space when I stopped blaming others for where my story was, for where our life was, and decided to get into action and to take radical responsibility and ownership for where my life was going. That's living at cause, causes greater than effect. That's why I think, I don't remember the story exactly, but there is um, two brothers. There's a story of, it might be not true, but it's the one that has been referred to many times is there's two brothers, twin brothers, and they both grew up in a horrific conditions where it was, you know, they lived with um, having, um, pardon me for a second, sorry, my doorbell's going to ring. They lived with, um, parents who dealt with addictions. They ended up being in shelters. They lived with um, children's services. And at the end of, you know, as they were both adults, when they were asked what they, why they did what they did, one became a lawyer, one actually battled addictions and spent time in jail. When they were both asked why they did what they did, they both said, look at the way I was brought up. Look at the way I was raised. Look at what I grew up through. So people with horrific stories and conditions can completely create something out of their life because of the way they grew up. So it's not about effect. It's about living at cause and living at cause is taking radical responsibility for your life. That is where all change comes from. All of it. There's my rant. Thanks for being here for that part. Okay. Diving in. So NLP is a model for success. It's the blueprint for success and the language you learn to speak to, talk to your own subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is where more than 95% of the thoughts and beliefs are formed. So think of the iceberg picture. If you've ever seen that iceberg picture where it shows you the tip of the iceberg, which is over the water, but like 95% of it is actually below the water. That is how this works. All of your subconscious mind is like literally like 95% below the water. This is where the long lasting change comes from. And this is why you can't tell somebody to think good thoughts. So I want to give you a story here. When I was in the middle of our chaos and living the story that we were living, I actually resented the fact when people would say to me, just write your gratitudes, say you're grateful, sit and meditate. And yes, those things are all good. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't understand this until years later when I I resisted that so much because my brain couldn't do it. It just, I would sit there and try and find something to be grateful for. And I couldn't. And the reason was, is that you can't, you can't just pour good thoughts on top of like 95% of a pile of shit. It's just not how it works. You actually have to start to break down that iceberg and break down and change those subconscious thoughts. So that's what I had to do. That comes in and it's going to come in shortly where we talk about our state. So I learned that if I put headphones in and I listen to things that change my state, which at that time was entirely, almost entirely Tony Robbins, Gabby Bernstein, listening to them, Abraham Hicks, anything that would change my state. As soon as my state changed, then I could handle more of what we had going on. And that was it. Like the thing was though, in those early stages, I would change my state by listening to something and I would feel really good. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can handle this. But then the next ball would would drop and then I would drop. And I'd be like, God, why can't I sustain this? Because I was in such a level of depletion that it required changing my state, like literally every, 
every hour, multiple times an hour on the hour, the bigger the chaos, the more I had to change my state. And I think this is really important. And I want this to land is that you have to come to a space of understanding that changing your state is something you have to do on a regular basis based on whatever challenges you are having, but it also doesn't sustain us itself. That's why self-care is not something you just do once. It's something that you're doing repeatedly. And as your stress levels are higher, then you have to change that state regularly. You have to fill that cup more. You have to do more for yourself because we will automatically drop back into our defaults on a regular basis until we continue to fill that back up. So it is something that we need to keep doing on a regular, regular basis. So thinking good thoughts, it's just not enough. It's not enough. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's why I can't just sit and make gratitude lists. You have to feel them. You have to actually change the state. You have to embody the change that you are trying to create. That is how you actually create lasting change. So I hope that that makes sense. Now, your mind is literally where everything is truly controlled. So how you move, if you move, when you take action, what you do, what you don't do, what you think, what you feel, how you decide to live every single day, all happens in your mind. So to access your subconscious mind, you have to learn how to speak to it. And this is exactly what NLP does. So I'm going to give you a little, like a little snippet here. We receive up to 2.3 billion bits per second of information into our world at any one time. And we only take in what is important to us. Now this, like, just imagine how much we take in on a daily basis. You heard me just a few minutes ago. I get distracted because my doorbell is going and I'm trying to focus on this. It's, we have to go through a process. And what happens is, is that we apply our own filters and then we delete, distort, or generalize the information. So I delete it because I'm looking at it and going, okay, it's not important right now. I'll get to it later because my phone actually rang at the same time. So I delete it. I distort it. I change the meaning of it or I generalize the information. That's how we decide what is important. We do that on a very subconscious level. So we decide what is important at any one time that then determines how we react. We do this based on things like time, mood, language, memories, decisions, beliefs, values, and identity. All of these things are happening at the same time. This represents our internal representation of the information that we receive. So we decide, how, again, how important that information is. I decided how that that doorbell can wait because I'm in the middle of something. We decide. We delete it. We distort it. We generalize it. This internal, this is the internal representation of how I am taking in the information, how we see things creates a picture in our, in our minds of what we are receiving. And then based on what we are receiving, we've deleted, disordered, and generalized the information. Then based on what we are receiving, our physiology creates our state and our state determines our behavior and that determines our results. So I want to say that part again, because this is really important. The information that we're receiving, okay, after we've done our whole delete it, distortion, generalize it, the information that we are receiving and our physiology creates our state and our state determines our behavior and our behavior determines our results. So thinking good thoughts, just not enough. 
changing your state and being aware and consciously aware of the information that you are bringing in is literally how we change and affect our results. That's where it comes from. So let me give you an example of this. Very simple example. Well, I think, well, hopefully it comes across as simple, but simple example that somebody will send me a text or a message. If I am in not a great state at this time and I take that message and I read it, I read into it in a way that is defensive, reactive, and I now respond in a way because I've put my back up against the wall and I am now reacting to what is coming at me. That person might not have meant it that way at all, but that's my reaction. My reaction becomes my reality and how I react and respond becomes that reality. When I was at my my lowest points in my life, I reacted to everything. Like I was literally a fireball constantly. I reacted to every single thing that happened. And I felt like I was in a constant state of fight, 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 fight. That's all I was doing. And holy shit, that's a ton of energy. I don't know if you can feel that or if you've been there or if people in your life are pushing your buttons constantly, but that is a shit ton of energy that you're wasting. You could be using it to actually create change in your life. So you might be saying, okay, great, great advice. But what do I do when someone is pissing me off and sending me things? Well, we get to delete, distort, and generalize that information. We get to decide what we do with it. So when we do that, I will get a message. I'll be on that receiving end. I will get the message. I might look at it and it might be like, oh, wow, that feels a little bit rude. But I also know that I choose how I react. I choose how I take that information in and I choose to see it differently. I've actually gotten to the point sometimes where that if I do get a difficult message, I look at it and it's like, wow, what state is that person in to send that information? What are they going through in order to send that information? How bad are things on their end for them to behave that way? That is like, I start to flip the script because being reactive, honestly, it just, it just kills me. It's it, I've done it and I still do get reactive, but for certainly less time than I ever used to. Like it used to be stewing and boiling and getting me all upset. And it's a waste of energy. Now I choose to just go, Hmm, okay, well, it is what it is. And where is this important when you're talking about learning how to own your story, share your story, be authentic with the world? I can't control how someone is going to take what I say. I can't. Me filtering everything to make the world happy is me speaking to no one. It's not, it's not doing anything. That is not using your voice. That is not creating impact. That is literally playing super, super small in my own life. And I've done that and I don't want to do that. So instead, when I'm helping these women and helping these people learning how to share their story, what we do is like you speak from a space of love. You speak from a space with the intention. You're not out to hurt anyone, to prove someone wrong or to say things that aren't true. And the bigger thing is, is that when I'm teaching them how to be vulnerable with their voice and their message, what we're doing literally is I am teaching them how to speak from that space and intention and not be attached to the end result, be able to speak vulnerably about what they are going through, what experiences they are having, what emotions they're having, what lessons they're learning 
And it is independent of maybe how the other people are in the story, how they are going to perceive what you're saying. You cannot control any of it. So learning to let go of that control, learning to not be attached to the outcome has saved me 10,000 times over. I can't even tell you how many times over that has saved me. That is one of the most valuable lessons that clients walk away from is learning to not be attached to that outcome and to learn how to still use their voice and realize that people are reacting based on where they are in their own life and learning that no story, the story only has the meaning that you give it. So learning to go through those processes are so incredibly important when it comes to learning how to share your story. So I jumped into NLP training because I knew that it was for me, didn't know why. And it certainly has been incredibly powerful work. Now I'm starting to implement it with clients and how I'm doing that is in the form of breakthrough sessions. So in a breakthrough session, you get a full session with me and you walk away with either a customized hypnosis or a customized tapping. And you might be going, okay, what hypnosis is just for, no, I can do a whole session, a whole podcast on hypnosis. And I will do that, but it is not anything you think it is. It's not what you see on TV. It's none of those things, but it is really speaking to the subconscious mind to help you work through the limiting beliefs that you have been holding onto. That is what it does. So there's a link in the show notes. I would love to invite you. There is a promo price on for this and it is not the regular price um, that I will be offering it, but this is where it's starting at and it's open. So there are probably, I'm, I'm, I probably don't have room for much more than five to six spots per this month. And I know two are already taken before I've even published this episode, which is awesome. So I would love to support you in this process because learning how to speak to your subconscious mind is so powerful, especially when you are overcoming difficult stories, you are learning how to change your state, change your mindset and do it from a space that is actually creating lasting change, not just throwing positive things at it. That's just doesn't work. You actually have to create change on that deep subconscious level. And that is what we are doing. So if thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I know this is a lot of information, but I would love to support you on this journey because as I continue to grow this brand of helping you to own your story and share your story, it has been attracting a number of people with some unbelievably difficult stories. And I'm so grateful for this space and being able to do this. So no story is scary. Don't worry. You can reach out at any time and zero judgment on my end because I, I get it. I've been on the other end of it. I know judgment and how it works, but I can teach you to reframe how your thinking can change your story and the meaning that you give it. So if this speaks to you, go to the show notes and the link is there. And I would love the opportunity to work with you and help you with this process. I hope you have an incredible day. Thank you so much for sharing, for all the things that you do to help me to grow this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate you. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.